Welcome back to Marvel News Desk, your best place to keep up with all the latest news, reviews, and speculation concerning Marvel films and TV shows. Uh, today, sadly, it is just Adam and myself. Rhiannon has once again scheduled vacation the weekend a Marvel movie comes out. She says it's an oversight, but I'm starting to think this is on purpose. Hey, man. I've, masses are going to be ecstatic that we actually released an episode. They probably thought we canceled ourselves or. <laughs> something for a minute there yeah I, I i was telling um so i did an episode cinema joe's i think is technically the podcast he does all those different things but anyways they they do a series that's like all my favorite or my favorite films or whatever so like they asked me to pick a movie i really love and we talked about it anyways we were talking and i was like i was like i just can't do it i can't i can't do a show on nothing we did that all year yeah. last year i'm just waiting till movies come out at this point so yeah, man, we got a movie. We got a, we've gotten uh, a bunch of stuff, haven't we? We've gotten all sorts of news. I mean, there's so much news. Are we even talking news? We talk just Eternals. What's, what's so, the plan, man? We have yeah. a month worth of news. So here's my. I don't know if that's really true. Uh, I do want to talk about the big casting news from this week uh, for Werewolf mm-hmm. by Night, and I want to talk about the Morbius trailer because I mm-hmm. think people enjoy you and I talking about the Venom verse. Mm-hmm. And um, and then we'll talk about Eternals. What what other news am I missing? Is there anything important other than that? Uh, I don't know. We've got some Hawkeye stuff. Um, you know, now that you say that, I don't know. I'm sure there's some stuff. The only other things that points happened that. while I was gone was like gone when I was not on Twitter. There's a little bit of stuff. We saw the first image of uh, Miss Marvel's like Green Lantern rings. Image. Oh, right. that's right and that's big that's big man we could talk about that for hours and debate that for hours <laughs> so we could talk about that i mean here's where i've gotten to i am already like negotiate like what, what are the stages of grief negotiating is one of them or whatever um i have already gotten to one of the to a place where i'm saying like you know it allows her to have a very similar power set visually it looks very similar She's making big and big end fists with a power ring or amulets instead of with growing her skin. It's not, I don't know. It's not that big a deal to me. There's, there's parts of it. I don't like there's, there's some thematic stuff that they're going to miss out on, but I Mm -hmm. get, Mm -hmm. I get the idea Um, that if they're going to throw her in a movie with Captain Marvel and spectrum, they need her to feel like she fits as part of that corner of the mcu and she doesn't as much if she's mr fantastic so i i i'm appreciating that idea yeah but uh you can't you we can't say the the mr fantastic powers and her powers are too alike when they just gave us a movie with 10 superheroes and their power set their power sets aren't identical but they all look the same i mean every single blast you saw was yellow caleb can back me up on this i brought this up a couple months ago, right? It might have even been this spring where we hopped off MND and I brought up the whole origin twist thing. And see, this is where I shoot myself in the foot because we could talk about it on here. And, you know, but now no one's going to believe me. But, you know, whatever. Yeah, I mean, basically, I think we can say that they're probably going to mess with her origin some and the inhuman part may be, may be gone. What are you going to do? The MCU is, uh, it fixes itself, you know, um, retroactively all the time. 
So Caleb, like you said, they're they're going to set it up. They're not going to make her an inhuman at first, and then they could very easily, after all the backlash, they could backtrack and look like the smartest people in the room. So yeah, I mean that was my that's also my takeaway on all this is you're just like alluding to they can do the Green Lantern stuff, and if everybody really hates it and they want to fix it, then they can expose her to Terrigen mists and Miss Marvel too. And all of a sudden she can have these powers that look like Mr. Fantastic's powers and she can do, cause you know, her powers have always been what, what can she create with her imagination to make with her body? Well, she's using her imagination to create stuff with the purple power ring or whatever she has. And so whatever she did with that ring, she'll do with inhuman powers if they want to give them to her down the road and they can seamlessly fit it in and it'll all feel like it was part of the plan. And so it's you know it just it is what it is we can accept it and try to enjoy it or we can fuss that it's not what we wanted so we'll see i mean now it's looking like it's not even the next show up we will see there were rumors of some potential creative differences and i mean since it keeps getting delayed it's it's kind of easier to see that type of stuff so is the thought that she hulk might come first i think that's a popular theory now that's I've seen some reputable outlets doing their t- 22 uh, hypothetical schedules and, and She-Hulk kind of falls first on all of them. So uh, it's, it's so crazy. I mean, you can't factor, I mean, you can factor in visual effects now, but I mean, they're, they're doing previs work for movies they haven't even announced yet. You know, so I mean, visual effects isn't necessarily as big as a problem in post as it once was. I don't want to give myself false hope, but if they keep pushing it back, then maybe some of this like promo and poster art that we've seen isn't right. Like maybe they looked at the Green Lantern thing and then decided they didn't like it. And that's why they're pushing it back. That's probably not going to happen, but it makes me feel better. I think we got all the Miss Marvel stuff from like a wholesaler. So I'd assume they had like the products set to go live at some embargo date or something like that, which I mean, it matches up with where it was initially. I would guess it was initially supposed to have the Hawkeye slot. Do you expect Adam that we will have the date and show for the post Hawkeye Disney plus offering after next Friday? I don't know. I, I don't think so. I think we'll get uh, that's someone else we could. I mean, I think we will get teasers of every 22 show, all four of them, I think, right? She Hawk, Miss Marvel, Moon Knight, and What If. I think we'll probably get teasers or sizzle reels of all four of those. The release schedule is not broke yet, so I fix it. You know, we won't find out what comes next until what Hawkeye's over. Because I mean, Hawkeye ends and then. Because it's a two-episode premiere. Does Hawkeye now end after or before Spider-Man, or does it end the Wednesday after? It ends the Wednesday after. It's the 22nd or 23rd, whatever that date is. Right. Um, I don't know. Maybe they'll just wait until the first of the year to announce it. I'm sure something's probably going to be coming in February. Yeah. I'm just... I'm trying to figure it out. So the Hawkeye... The Hawkeye release date was given to us back on like September 12th, something like that, September 11th, Mm -hmm. somewhere in that range. So, you know, they did it six or seven weeks out. 
And then we had a few weeks after that, they told us about Boba Fett and its release date. And that now was four or five weeks ago. So it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, if, if they're going to line this up and they'll tell us, you know, the next Marvel show, it would, to me, it would be totally fitting to do it at this point. So you got to make sure that people know what's coming so they don't cancel that subscription. You know, I don't know. I'm just trying to temper my expectations for it. I don't think we're going to get that much of stuff. Yeah. It's really what outside of what we already kind of know. I mean, probably echo and werewolf by night announcements, you know? Yeah, I, I think it's very hard because last year we got this investor call that dumped all of this huge news. But we've also seen Hulu Day turn into like, oh, here's a poster for a crappy show that nobody cares about. And so trying to gauge where this is in the like investor day call to Hulu Day, you know, spectrum is very hard, I think, to figure out. I don't think it's going to be a live stream, right? There's a rumor that they're going to upload like a celebratory video at 3 a.m., just like they do with everything else, just celebrating Disney+. Plus. Well, there's there's specifically a Marvel, like what's coming next in the universe video that's dropping like that, right? Is there? I don't know. I think there is. Um, I think it's just dropping throughout the day. I don't think it's like an event where it happens at this time and everyone tunes in like last right year. i mean technically it probably is because it drops at 3 a.m or whatever but i was under the assumption there's just some announcements happening throughout the day uh so yesterday we learned inaugural disney day uh plus day november 12th featured d plus exclusive programming that includes a look at the upcoming boba fett series and quote an exciting look towards the future of the marvel cinematic universe well, Adam, you mentioned that we probably will hear something about Werewolf by Night. Uh, we do have a casting for the character. I, I don't know enough about Werewolf by Night to even know what the name of this character is. But uh, the actor is Gael Garcia Bernal, which I believe is he's going to be playing the second Werewolf by Night. Is that right? Uh, no, probably not. Um, the first one's Jack Russell. Um, and the second one's Jake Gomez, and Jake Gomez happens to be—I forget which tribe—but he is indigenous. So I do not think they probably—and he's brand spanking new, like within the past year. So I'm assuming um, they're not going to cast a Latin actor um, for you know someone oh. Mar- Marvel's heralding as you know in one of their lead indigenous voices. Okay. So do you um, think this is going to be like, they're going to switch out like the ethnicity of Jack Russell, or do you think it's going to be a new character? I, altogether? I'm assuming so, or they're doing an all new character or something. Okay. I, it just seems kind of icky to me that they would, you know, uh, there's zero um, Latin, I mean, America Chavez, and she's going to be a supporting character, right? Namor, and he's going to be a villain, you know, where it's kind of weird that they you know they set up a ghost rider show and canceled it and they still haven't had a lead um lifting character so far so i'd guess it's probably uh, race swapped or race bent or whatever you want to call it. i don't know what the correct word is jack russell or yeah. just uh, an original character that's werewolf by night because jack russell is a pretty insane name for a wolf character it's interesting um so oscar isaac um, it does have, I think, a parent who's Guatemalan or a grandparent's Guatemalan. 
I have heard sort of the idea that maybe a lot of the horror stuff is going to use like Latino characters throughout, like the Midnight Suns might be turned into like a Latinx kind of property. Um, it's, it's an interesting idea. I don't know if I think that's what's going to happen, but I thought that was fascinating for somebody to suggest. It's possible. I mean, Robbie Reyes is probably going to be the ghostwriter. You know, that's probably going to be their ghostwriter. I had a good talk with Jason Aaron yesterday, was it? Um, about kind of Robbie and his place in, in Avengers and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I like that idea. What they're doing with Namor, what uh, is insane. Um, they're changing the name of Atlantis to something. I'm assuming it's like a, um, I don't know Mayan mythology. If I'm not sure if you can see my bookshelf. Yeah. Um, but I've been on a huge Greek and Roman and Egyptian mythology yeah. kick like the past two years. That's probably why I liked Eternal so much. Um, but I haven't read any Mayan mythology. Um, so yeah, I'm and seeing... I was. I'm I'm bad about this. I always get like Mayan and Incan. I know they're not the same, but I just can't remember which is which and kind of, I don't know much about it personally. So if you read up into like my mythology, they're going to um, go heavily into that uh, for Black Panther 2 and the inevitable Namor spinoff or whatever series. But I don't think they're going the Atlantis route at least. Um, So, I mean, they'll, they'll get there eventually. You know, like I said, Robbie Reyes is probably going to be the ghostwriter. Well, and I would say also, I do not know much about Gael Garcia Bernal, but when I saw it was he was cast, I went to his IMDb. Uh, he's Hector from um, Coco. So as someone who has to watch all the kids' movies because I have kids, uh, he's great in that movie. He's really good in Coco. And so he's he's funny, and but also uh, has a good like backstory and you know shows some degree of emotion in his voice acting. And so that's cool to me like i that's i'm glad that i have some sort of hook in my brain for who this guy is and and what he's capable of so so we'll see i hadn't i hadn't even heard the guy before now as you know i'm not i'm not a film buff um you mentioned black panther 2 uh apparently they're just taking a couple months break because they're waiting for Letitia wright to to like heal up what I'm fascinated by on this, first of all, I mean, I hope the movie makes its release date, which I think it will. I don't know if we talked about this, the moving back of everything by one release date. Maybe that, that may have yeah, happened since know. last time. We... That may have happened since last time. I think so, it has, actually. We, we haven't talked about that. That was mostly depressing because we have been working on like doing the MCU with our second oldest. Mm-hmm. So that we could take her to see Doctor Strange right at her birthday, because Doctor Strange is coming out at her birthday in March, and now it is not coming out at her birthday in March, and she is, I don't think, too pleased with that decision on Kevin Feige's part. But it is what it is. Um, but yeah, a lot of those have been moved back. So Black Panther is now a November twenty twenty three movie, I think. No, no twenty twenty two. Yeah, November 2022. Um, so I don't think this will kill it, but have you heard what Letitia Wright did? Like, it seems like a pretty major injury. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know what it is. There's, and you can get into conspiracies if you want, because she went on that. Um, yeah, I don't know what it is. 
uh, you look on Twitter and she did go on that uh, little anti-vax thing. Yeah. Um, and Disney is requiring their actors to be vaccinated, as we found out today with uh, Mr. Emilio Estevez. Are you asking, are you saying, Adam, that possibly this is a, uh, like a, a Kyrie I'm telling Irving you the conspiracies I saw on Twitter. Uh, I mean, we know Letitia Wright, but at the same time, she was injured. Um, I heard she's good friends with Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> uh, luckily, he was on the team I played this weekend, so keep on keeping on Aaron um no I don't know I feel guilty for even sharing the conspiracies in this no I gotcha it's it's whatever I mean maybe she's actually I mean she was injured um but then they went back to filming and stuff um I had also heard that they were doing a holiday break anyways per her requests maybe it was just a combination of all the different factors minus the anti-vax stuff and they decided, well, we just got delayed. Um, yeah. Because it's been in production a while anyway, so I don't think there's that much left. Well, and I people have suggested, and I think this is maybe right, even the way you're talking about this, suggests a degree of importance to her role and sway that she has over things. Like, even that phrase you use, like, oh, there was a holiday break that she was asking for already. I mean, it sort of feels like she's being situated really to be a major if not the major role in this movie mm-hmm. and you know that's the question everybody's asking is like who's who's gonna kind of take over the black panther mantle and i do feel like a lot of these stories are suggesting there's a good chance that shuri's gonna be that person yeah i would i, I would be totally surprised even if it's just for a nod or i mean she's gonna wear the suit at some point throughout the movie she's almost gotta you know yeah i mean that's my assumption at least we see who ends up as a Black Panther. I don't know. That's yeah. so that's a whole other story. You know, I think the the future of that franchise is. I mean, it has two shows in the works. One that may or may not be animated, per the usual circles. I can't remember who even said that it was probably Professor Hulk. So it's bunk. Um, I, don't know. I think someone else said it though. I can't remember who said that, but uh, who knows they're doing a second round of reshoots for Dr. Strange 2, um, which is a major component of why I think the movies got pushed back. Well, and it was that started hemorrhaging real quick. So I'm not going to be surprised if they are changing things. Yeah. It was also very odd when they announced all the pushback, you know, like everything was dominoing backwards you know, like, I forget if it was Variety or THR, had this really, like, cryptic phrase that felt like they were saying everything, but they weren't saying anything, where it was like, well, sources tell us that this is not about the pandemic and not about the state of the international box office. It's just an issue of logistics involved with it. And I'm like, what? Like, I wonder it, who it, the sources are. Yeah, it just, it made it made no sense. They were basically like, oh, this is not bad. Why is it not bad? Trust us. It's not bad at all. <laughs> you know? I, I'm not sure. You know, and it was weird that night, Kevin, like went after the variety reporter pre leak. So he was even mad at variety for reporting it. Um, oh, really? Cause I had heard that the only person who had said anything was um, the head marketing guy and that he was, 
just generally like please don't share spoilers because we want our audiences to appreciate well, no the yeah right that was that was the spoiler stuff but before the movie on the red carpet oh um, yeah um yeah uh, mark malkin asked feige about the delays and stuff and kev said something along the lines of like uh um the better question is why'd you report on it today on the day of a premiere or something like that oh so i'm not sure <laughs> i don't know oh man yeah that's interesting i mean disney does have more than one studio so yeah all right uh, we probably should move on uh, i think that's all the big news i did see some article that thunderbolts is probably happening but to me that's not news we've known thunderbolts is probably happening for a long time um all right let's talk about morbius uh i take it you were excited by the morbius trailer he cannot look any better <laughs> that design is picture per he literally can't look like a better morbius now do you mean like to me there's several designs like to me there's some sort of like evolution which i think is cool as well like he uh-huh. becomes more vampire as things go on or whatever um yeah and that's similar to the uh latest run um where it's like monster morbius and he becomes like crazy 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 like almost hulk like um so no i totally dig it of course you're gonna have the cheesy vietnam era you know um mix or cover or whatever you want to call it or when is the doors that's not protest music is it probably a little bit after uh, i guess maybe i i know very little about the doors so um yeah sure why not morbius looks dope the trailer didn't look too bad um it does set up a lot of questions uh, where people are rightfully questioning just what sony knows um but at the same time you know i mean adrian tombs is in it and the oscorp from the amazing spider-man's in it um now toby mcguire's spider-man suits in it so what's what's going on? It is. Oh, it's not post Doctor Strange, but it is post. No way home. So tell me if I'm overreading this, but in the MCU, the Daily Bugle has become like a Alex Jones web show, Info right? Wars, yeah. yeah. Whereas in the trailer, they hold up a Daily Bugle newspaper, which mm-hmm. to me feels like a telltale like. In the Venomverse, Daily Bugle is still a traditional newspaper, and in the MCU, it's something different. Is that too hard of a rule, or does that seem to be what's been going on so far? I mean, the New York Post still has a physical print, right? And the New York Post is Rupert Murdoch toilet paper, I think. Yeah, I got you. Post something? I don't know. Who knows? You know, they're using... I mean, it comes down to the branding, right? I mean, the MCU Daily Bugle is totally um info wars rip off or rip off or a copycat or whatever that yeah. want to call it whereas and the daily bugle logo is actually what we've seen in the comics before this trailer still has the spidey poster and it's andrew garfield costume right toby mcgar oh toby that's why it's so Jeez. confusing because they're using logos from the andrew garfield movies and then the toby mcguire from the playstation 4 game um for the Tommy McGuire suit, <laughs> and then Adrian Toomes from the MCU. Okay, but like we said, I mean, we know Venom is in the MCU now. Venom is 
how what's the word canonically cannot canonically 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 yeah canonically is the word <laughs> canonically continuously uh venom's in the mcu i mean there's no way around it right caleb you yeah. watched the same movie i did right venom is in the mcu is he not Adam, I think this is another one of those stages of grief thing where I think I'm in denial right now about Venom's place. I all you want, man. That's cold hard fact. Venom is in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I don't care. I don't care what anyone says, man. You can deny it all you want, but I mean, it still doesn't change the fact. I just, I just deal with facts. Yeah. Fair no, I, I'll really believe it when when Feige comes out at the Spider-Man No Way Home premiere. And he goes, we are so excited to give you our 29th MCU movie. People go, well, this is only 27. He's like, well, don't forget Venom and Venom 2. Oh, I'm not saying the movies <laughs> yeah, I know, in the I MCU, know. but Venom the character is most definitely 110% in the MCU. As of his last whereabouts, Venom is in the MCU. Until <laughs> that changes, he is somewhere, maybe he's in, uh... why am I drawing a blank? You're watching Agents to Shield. Uh, Tahiti, maybe he's that's where he's at. <laughs> he's in T- yeah. So I'm interested. There's like he's got like bat sonar, which I feel mm-hmm. like feels like a new thing. The effect also reminds me. Do you remember in is it the Dark Knight or the Dark Knight Returns where Bruce Wayne uses everybody's cell phone to like create this mm-hmm. like big surveillance system? The Dark there's, Knight with Joker. Yeah, there's just so many little things in this. I was like this feels like it's parts of a Batman trailer that has been put in. Like there's just, there's bats everywhere in this. I just think that's an interesting choice on their part. It makes sense if they're trying to push like the spooky side of things or whatever, but yeah. Uh, Twitter probably calls Morbius Marvel's Batman since anyone that's dark is Marvel's Batman. Moon Knight's Marvel's Batman. Uh, Morbius is Marvel's Batman. Blade is Marvel's Batman. So are the Hellstrom siblings ghost riders especially marvelous batman <laughs> that's funny and then Hashtag nighthawk restore the snyderverse nighthawk, nighthawk is, really... is especially <laughs> nighthawk okay nighthawk is marvel's batman absolutely <laughs> so i mean generally i don't know um i enjoyed the morbius trailer i mean it's you know we're at a point where uh, i have moved to a new stage with sony the hope that they would just crash and burn and fail and they would sell back to Marvel, that's gone. Uh, Venom 2 means that... Has to be. So so now I'm going to start cheering for them again. If I've got to watch this crap, it might as well not be so bad. Be good, right? Now maybe maybe this is going to be a recurring thing. But see, this is what I tweeted this a while ago. Maybe when you're on your hiatus. If Venom 2 had the Marvel Studios logo on it, it would be 80-plus on Rotten Tomatoes. There is no doubt in my mind. It's, well, you it's say very... that. Eternals is made right, by Marvel right. Studios. Right. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think most of us maybe had a feeling about that. I don't I don't. I'm surprised how disastrous it's doing on that website. Yeah. Um, there's a bunch of questions we can ask about whether or not that website's um, valid. Obviously, no one understands the metrics, and everyone hates it. I'm, so I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful for Morbius that it's going to be okay. I would. I'm. Every time I see the trailer, I realize, man, I really hate Jared Leto. 
Like it's he's right up there with Ezra Miller for me as far as like, oh, this casting almost by itself ruins the movie. So I'll see if I can so pinch my nose long enough. Thing. We got the House of Gucci trailer before Eternals today. Okay. And Jared Leto's name pops up and then Jared Leto pops up. And my girlfriend and I looked at each other and said, Jared Leto? Because it looks like it's Dr. Filler or something. Watch the House of Gucci trailer if you haven't. Okay, that's interesting. It's he looks like Doctor Phil, man. That's all I mean. Huh? You know, method, right? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, the I just want to make sure he didn't really... bite anybody while he's making Morbius. You know, he made, someone came out in defense of him. I thought that all those stories were fake. Maybe it was his publicist. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like the right kind of person. Someone, someone did. <laughs> all right. Um, so we should talk about Eternals. Mm-hmm. Adam, you sound sounds like you liked Eternals. Is that right? Yeah, but my, so, and that's what's interesting. I saw your tweet. I saw your tweet as I was sitting down. I think. Okay. Like, okay, this is going to be crazy because I got the assumption you didn't like it as much as you wanted to, and then when I got done, I'm like, holy, shit, I like this a lot. I almost borderline loved it. Okay. Which is crazy because I have been against that movie since the very first trailer right um costumes aside everything looking brown aside it was a phenomenal movie yeah it did this is totally a side note seeing dune like two weeks before this Mm -hmm. did help me appreciate the cinematography more because as much as i liked dune talk about a movie that's just like a bunch of sand and a fog machine that's not beautiful cinematography it is just Mm -hmm. fog don't stop giving the man credit for fog but anyways um no so yeah so i i enjoyed eternals so for me eternals is the inverse of ragnarok to me ragnarok is a ton of fun and super stylish and enjoyable and funny and a good time but was a little empty for me like sort of thematically or what it says about the world Whereas on the flip side, I think Eternals is the opposite. I really love the way it made me think about all sorts of different issues and ideas and the nature of humanity and all that kind of stuff. And it's just a, a little boring <laughs> to get it's there, bizarre. you know? There are some parts, someone fell asleep and was snoring right in front of us. I shit you not. There was someone snoring during our. <laughs> You guys don't believe me because I should talk this movie so no. much ahead of time. Someone was snoring right in front of us. That's amazing. It was hilarious. And I like there there were parts that it was very, very I mean, the that Cersei exposition scene, that was like 15 minutes long. I'm like, <laughs> yeesh. There it, it didn't need to be as long as it did. Um, but like you were saying, I loved the the themes. You know, it's it's one of those movies where it's like, oh man, this is so beautiful. I'm I'm so hopeful, for, you know, hopeful for humanity. And then you're waiting for the post credit scene, and you get back on Twitter and see hashtag Restore the Snyderverse, and you're like, oh man, there goes my hope for humanity. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, it's that type, it's that type of. Movie. I mean, it's probably the most serious marvel movie we've gotten but at the same yeah. time you know if uh, it wasn't chloe zhao that directed it um i think they gave her certain freedoms they never would have given anyone else because yeah. she did rewrite the script they she took out a couple of heroes yeah it didn't need to be as long as it did 
I what really struck me was it, the opening crawl, mm-hmm. and like it starts with in the beginning, and I'm like, oh gosh, we're going biblical now with this, right. and then like it starts scrolling, and I'm like, this movie is two hours and forty five minutes long, and you still have to exhi- exi- like uh, exhibition, um, yeah. you know, like you still have to give me exposition, like dump at the beginning with text. Are you stinking joking? They explained in the movie. I mean, they re-explained it anyways in another exposition dump, and it was just kind of silly. Yeah, I I don't know. It was it was long, but I mean, I still didn't like the costumes, whatever you know. But I I loved the movie. It was hilarious. Um, Stand like the uh, the moment I knew I loved it was I can't remember what the conquistadors were killing everyone or or whatever, and uh, Druk started crying. I'm like, yeah, I love this movie, man. You make the uh, the one that everyone thinks is going to be the villain, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, the villain, or you make him the most reasonable guy. Obviously, we saw him kind of become villainous a little bit there. Well, but one of the things the I, I knew I was going to love it along those lines, and I've been thinking a lot about this. One of the things I love is. The complexity, and we're going full spoilers here, people, if you, yeah. if you don't know. But, like, the complexity of the worldview of all these characters. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just thinking about, like, like I'll try to do this quickly. But, like, so you got Ajax, who's, like, a true believer, but then has a, a turn of heart, you know, near the end. Mm-hmm. And then you have Icarus, who's, like, the religious fanatic that cannot let go of the things he's always believed. And then you have Cersei, whose worldview is sort of like, uh, if if something causes suffering to anyone, then it's 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 bad. But then you have Kingo, that's like, no, you just consider the greater good, and and like the idea that Kingo's like, I can't fight with you in good conscience, but I also can't fight against you in good conscience. Mm-hmm. Like, talk about a fascinatingly like complex position for a superhero mm-hmm. to take. And then Sprite is so like caught up in her own issues that she's just acting out of her own pain instead of like looking at the situation. Fastest is not that different and that he really just wants his kid to survive. Like that's the only reason he's doing what he's doing. Druig like kind of represents totalitarian regimes, you know, that are like, oh, we'll make the world a better place. We just control everybody and make everybody do what we want them to do. And the way that all those personalities had a different approach to the like celestial issue, you could make this an allegory for a ton of things. Like the way those characters respond are the ways that people respond to issues of like war Mm -hmm. or colonization or abortion or taxes. Like there's a million subjects where you could take their responses and put them on a different issue and you could identify like people and how they respond COVID vaccine, you know, like, and I just felt like that was the part that was really rich that like each person had sort of a unique worldview. I think maybe the one that I liked Makari a lot, particularly her powers. I think her worldview was maybe the hardest to like, nailed down just because she wasn't in it all that much but that is what's so good to me is that you really could use it for an allegory for a whole like i caught myself afterwards being like what was this movie really about you know like is this movie about war or is it about you know colonization like 
And the fact that it applies well to many of those subjects, I think really speaks well to what the movie does, you know? And that's, you know, that was one of my biggest criticisms. You know, I see where you're coming from with the worldview stuff, but there's way too many characters in there to actually kind of nail that stuff home. Yeah. Like if Kingo didn't flat out say, oh, you love Icarus, right? I'm like, there was no, there wasn't any indication or inkling, right? Right. Just Kingo saying, Sprite, you love Icarus. To be fair, given the content, like, I know what it is, but like, that's a thing that they kind of have to show or tell and not show. Because if they showed it, it would have grossed everybody out. Yeah, yeah. And someone's going to prison. But at the same time, (laughs) I mean, it was literally one line, and that's just her entire motivation. And it just seemed kind of thin. Yeah, I feel like there was a little stuff early on. Really good job. Her and the her in the bar i feel like sort of talked about some of that too yeah well her age and stuff not with icarus necessarily though oh not um, no not him but like she is trying to like pick up somebody in the bar by using her like, right, illusion right. you know um yeah uh drew was good i loved i mean i'm a huge brian tyree henry they just released a new atlanta teaser i saw oh um, i've not seen this yeah, they. I think uh, Glover posted something. I have zero problem with the casting whatsoever. Um, now, I felt like, I'm interested in your take, and this is not a criticism or a positive, I feel like there was an inverse relationship between how much screen time they got and how much I enjoyed their characters. Like, my favorite characters were, like, Fastos and Kingo and Gilgamesh. And then, exactly, like, yeah. Cersei and Icarus were like, oh, they're fine. Yeah, they're a little stiff. I didn't care about them at all. Yeah. <laughs> they felt, no, yeah, they felt the most one dimensional to me, too. I'm not sure if it's just because we spent so much time with them. Like, they, Rick Mason literally got more screen time than Dane Whitman did in this damn movie. Isn't that insane? Oh, okay. So, this is another tangent. Dane Whitman really was sort of a shoehorned franchise. Like it felt a little bit like Scarlett Johansson. Yes. Five million thousand percent. Dane Whitman was there to set something else up. There's no, he had nothing to the story. He was in two scenes, right? Three scenes. Right. Technically. I mean, if you count the nightclub and the street thing afterwards, one scene or sequence, Yep. you know, um, then the iPhone thing in the middle. Um, but it was a lot like ScarJo and Iron Man 2 to me where it's like she sort of served a purpose but clearly she's in here to get ready for Avengers you know and like he's just to get us ready for Black Knight show or whatever. I mean at least she yeah she had purpose in Iron Man 2 you could take him out away from this movie you could do a director's cut without Dane Whitman in at all and the movie won't change one bit yeah, just his face on her her cell phone would have like done enough to like right. create the love triangle. Like I don't the yeah I don't I, I don't know and I mean it's Kit Harrington you know he's not the Rick apologies to Mister Fake Binley <laughs> but you know there he is not a Kit Harrington type where he's going to carry a franchise at some point you know yeah. uh, maybe Rick Mason you know, maybe we do get Shield with Rick Mason or, or something. Um, but no, I'm surprised how little Dane Whitman was in it. Um, talk about that post credit scene, man. 
That's uh, we have a lot to talk about with that. Well, um, so let's get to that in a minute. It, yeah, I have a lot of thoughts about post credit scenes, but um, <laughs> on the actual movie, to be fair to it, I, I did like, I did love that there was a little bit of a mystery about it, like not everything is as it seems, and people are holding back secrets. And the way that that sort of unraveled, particularly when they do the flashback and they go six days ago, like I thought all of that was, was, I didn't expect it. Like uh, it, it, it's, it, it, it added a hook that I did not expect because we really haven't had one of the things that led about what ifs, you know, what if all the Avengers died episode was that we haven't really gotten a great mystery in the MCU. And I liked that this one, sort of had like a hey what happened to ajax mystery you know mm-hmm. it's super super interesting and have you been reading uh kieran gillen and asad ribic 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 i think it is um new eternals run it does make me suspicious of how connected these two sides are publishing and studios especially now that feige is chief creative officer because the the latest Eternals run um, and the movie are pretty close. Um, I mean, obviously the characters look the same and all that stuff, but especially like Ajax stuff. Um, and it starts with Zerus being killed, right? It does. Yeah, it does. So they're uh, they're very similar. Um, there was that. I do think they could have cut down on the flashback some. Every flashback, it just seemed like it was retelling the same story almost. Like, oh man, everyone's dying, but we can't, but we can't help them out. You know, if we would have just got the Drew moment where, um, you know, the tears and, and that moment in the room. But then again, you bring that up, and then would we have gotten? Obviously, Ajax would have never been in the movie if they cut out all the flashbacks. Yeah. Um, you know, and all sorts of other stuff. And I think they wanted us to really care about Cersei and Icarus's history together. Mm-hmm. And they did, the one thing the flashbacks does is show sort of the sequence of their relationship. Like how they met and how they started to date and how do they get married. And then, you know, like, I think that was some yeah, of what was going on. Still too. didn't care about them. I know. <laughs> I still didn't. Um, but no, I mean, we got a sex scene. MCU's first legit sex scene. Yeah, I was actually um, a little surprised by how much um, motion. Like I had expected yeah. to like see them like after, but it was a little yeah, bit. They of were most certainly having sex. Um, they were most certainly doing that. Um, but no, it was. Yeah, I don't know, and that's the thing. It it comes back to the whole end game thing. You're like, man, this movie's long, but then you're like, well, talking about that, the deviants kind of felt to me like they were just there as a red herring. Mm-hmm. To like mm-hmm. set up a bad guy for the trailers that ultimately wasn't really the bad guy of the movie. Is that does that right. feel right to you or yeah, not to the extent of Dane Whitman? Obviously, the movie would change if you cut the, the deviants out there, but they were most certainly a second thought. I didn't care about them in the slightest. Near the end, the like crow, the main deviant, right? Like mm-hmm he just wants revenge right like his all his stuff going on around the volcano was just you guys killed us so we're gonna kill you right there wasn't anything deeper there or did i miss something uh no that was that was pretty much it that's at least what i got uh so they just they just i mean 
I just felt like it was a plot element that didn't really go anywhere. You know, like it just didn't. And, and also there's a part where they like where um, Arishem says that like the deviants are coming because it's part of the emergence. Mm-hmm. But why? Just because he knew they were frozen there? Like what role do they have? If anything, they would be counterproductive to the emergence at this point. I'm just like it. Just they they just felt extra to me. The eternal eternals are undeniably Marvel Studios' cosmic property, though. Would you concur? Yeah, I mean, I love the fact that they gave us celestials like they did, and I think you know we can talk about the review stuff. I think part of the reason it didn't hit with some people is because they let it get a little weird, <laughs> and I just don't think that like average people are ready for that sort of weird got to get to it at some point uh i mean you know is is the world forge going to be something out in space is it in the middle of earth you know it doesn't make sense being in the middle of earth if they're going to destroy earth um you know so make no mistake about it there's going to be an eternals too right uh despite no matter what ron tomato says um there is most certainly going to be a second eternals or something similar well it's weird because this was kind of sold or at least i had the impression that this was more standalone than a lot of movies i feel like this was the most sequel prepping thing that marvel's done in a long time it's that that's what i kind of hinted to at on twitter yeah it is the most marvel property just because it sets so many things it sets up eternals it sets up and you know it's easily ties into guardians with you know the introduction since we are full spoilers star fox and pip the pip the troll yeah you know jim starlin is you know rolling in the dough somewhere um you know if we don't see star fox with the guardians you know or on annihilators after uh guardians three wraps or whatever um it sets up obviously black knight but it also sets up is Black Knight going to lead like the Midnight Suns or something? Right, you know? and there's Blade, Blade stuff there, yeah. Blade stuff's in there. Um, you know, and we'll see. You know, it's set up a lot of stuff. Um, and it didn't and it even touch... Cliffhanger. It didn't even touch the mutants and inhuman stuff that we thought potentially it would set up, you know? It is... Speaking of mutants, there was a report this week. Um... We can talk about it since someone did tweet about it or hint about it. Okay. Um, about X-Men the Animated Series making a comeback. Marvel Studios, X-Men the Animated Series. That's interesting. So we shall see if that's the mutants or whatever they were working on. Um, but it's been hinted at by the usual people. Um, I'm not even gonna. Do you, do you think that's an MCU thing, or will it just be like a uh, fan service to everything's return? MCU, Caleb. You know my thought, man. Everything's MCU. Everything, but I mean, you know, it's. I just I, I would have a hard time believing that Feige would sign up for his first X Men live action movie to be the same roster and the same costume designs as the '90s X Men the animated series. Who knows? You know, maybe it's just X Men the animated series and name only. Um, but it makes sense, right? Let's get some animated X Men stuff going. 
while we work on developing all this other stuff and then we can cast the x-men or do whatever in live action with the x-men we want um while we have all these heavy hitters in there well i mean it's it's it would be similar to the star wars animated stuff right ahsoka and uh, sabine and and characters like that you know they're getting their own shows now so it's i guess not unlike that yeah, I guess it's just, it's the aesthetic thing that's interesting. Because to me, X-Men, the animated series, traditionally had a very strong, I mean, it, it's just, it is 90s X-Men aesthetic. Right. Totally, you know. Right, but that's like the aesthetic to a lot of people. Right, yeah. You know, and uh, that aesthetic carried over into a lot, into the comics as well. And some, you know, designs, you know, that's maybe the definitive kind of like Cyclops and Wolverine looks, right? It's interesting. See, Wolverine's weird. Some people feel like this Hickman Brown uniform, like uh, Brown yeah. Wolverine is the Wolverine. But it did flesh out his his look in comics before. I mean, he did have the ear flips or whatever you want to say and the claws and stuff, but they were thinner and more nimble and stuff. But the, the cartoon did kind of flesh that out to at yeah. least, you know, inspire the... Yeah. Red and yellow or the black and gray X Factor stuff or something like that. Well, it's interesting. So I thought I was going to be really annoyed because as, as we mentioned so far on this podcast, when the spoiler about Star Fox came out, mm-hmm. I just walked, uh, I, I didn't see it yet. So I just walked away from Twitter. I'm like for 17 days, I'm just giving up Twitter. Now, other places on the internet, I saw a picture of Harry Styles and Star Fox and I I went into the movie going, if that, because everybody said it was such a huge spoiler. I'm like, if it's just that that guy shows up, that's only a huge spoiler for 14-year-olds. Like, it was not a big deal to oh, me man. at Star all. Star Fox is a big deal. Particularly because Styles was in social media pictures with the Eternals cast for right. the last two years. So, like, I kind of assumed he was in it as Star Fox already. Mm-hmm. And so when that end credit came, I was like, this is going to be it. And I'm going to be ticked off that I stayed off Twitter for two weeks just for this. And then when Pip walked in and it was Patton Oswalt, I was like, that was worth being off of Twitter. Oh my gosh. It's so perfect. Yeah. It's, uh, it's interesting because Chloe said in an interview, she knew as she was writing the script that she wanted Harry Styles as that. And she wanted Pip in the movie too. But Pip's visual effects did look kind of off. So yeah, I, I couldn't tell. Had, I almost wonder if they redesigned him, like I said, for like tying into Guardians or something, because he's not really, I mean, he's certainly not an Eternals character. Are you suggesting that he doesn't look right generally, or he doesn't fit the aesthetic of the movie? I am, well, I mean, both, but I am introducing another conspiracy as to, I mean, Guardians 3 is just getting off the ground. So I'm right. wondering if maybe they had to redesign the model or something for Pip to show up elsewhere. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, it makes me think said, of... There's no reason for his his modeling to look, you know, it is almost partially unrendered in the thing compared to Arisha, how good that looked, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, it reminds me a little bit of our first view of Thanos and Avengers. Right, like the Thanos and Avengers is totally different than what he ends up being right. in the end. Right, so I do wonder if it it was a quick turnaround and they they changed out the models um, because Pip's showing up elsewhere. 
Um, I hope so, man. I would love to see Pippin, Gamora, and Drax on the screen together, and then text Jim Starlin and a big old smiley face. And Adam Warlock, man. Look yeah. at it. We should just Starlin's going to get the world's biggest check. And as well, you can't see, but all those first appearances are on the shelf right here too. So I also kind of want to retire early. So. <laughs> Oswald is to me the perfect, like it's just perfect casting, you know, like as much as we thought Peter Dinklage was going to be in that role. No, Pat Oswald, just that voice is excellent. I'm so excited. It is also insane. Um, all this stuff, this, the entire plot leaked 18 months ago. So Marvel security is not as foolproof as we thought. You know, the full, if you guys um, visit Marvel Studio spoilers, you know, the old MSS on Reddit, the worst place on on the internet, mind you, uh, the whole plot was available 18 months ago. Post credit, it's included. I would say it's not, but the plot of this movie was not, all that surprising i mean well, i mean the icarus twist was a pretty big twist i mean most i guess people thought yeah. it was probably going to be sprite or something right no so so that's fair the way that they used druid and sprite and icarus was surprising but the celestial Jack stuff dying. the celestial stuff is just i, mean, I feel like some eternals, version of that's right. always in eternals it reminded me a little bit of earth right. x too i don't know if you ever read that right. Oh, I, yeah, I mean, I'm under, I was surprised that the Celestials weren't as big a deal as they were. Um, or not big a deal, but they didn't appear that much. But then that's the type of thing. How do you get, uh, how do you make Celestials look good, right? Because there's one that's bursting out of Earth and it's ruining Earth. So you can't have the whole third host land with the rocket boots on Earth, you know? Yeah. I felt like they did a good job with scale. Like the way it felt enormous, I just felt was pretty awesome. Right, right, right. Yeah, I was hoping they would be Dormammu sized. Um, clear as day sets up Galactus. If Galactus isn't the villain of Eternals 2, I would be surprised. Right? I mean, make Galactus uh, Rogue Celestial or something, man. You know, there it falls into Marvel's mere villain trope, right? Which, well, I, I mean, they were doing good. Well, I mean, deep, I suppose I was going to say they were doing good now with the Celestials, but the Celestials weren't really the villains. So they had, you know, Deviants, which were the mere villains, and then they had one of their own. So I don't know, you know, it's it's like the Celestials are killing Earths to make more life, but Galactus is killing planets to feed, you know. And that's they need to get super complex with Galactus because the man's just trying to eat. <laughs> you know, he's just trying to live. He's just trying not to die. And he has to eat eat that stuff. So I don't know, man. It does. Uh, another thing, uh, the plot was almost identical to Guardians 2, in a sense. Okay. Where Ego also planted a celestial on Earth. Or That's planted funny. his seed, at least. Um. So it's going to be interesting if they ever address that. I'm pretty sure they probably won't. They'll just be like, man, yeah, he goes a celestial, what have you. 
there there is no doubt that giving us traditional celestials and this was always the place with nowhere as well it makes ego seem weird like ego just doesn't seem to fit the way that the other celestials are you know because the nowhere head looks exactly like them yeah you know but then ego's just an oddball and stuff it was it was good timing i wish i talked to jason aaron afterwards because now earth has a new avengers headquarters just like his run oh that's cool yeah and it looks exactly like almost exactly like the avengers mountain yeah yeah Um, so it'll be interesting if that's the new thing especially because avengers hq is destroyed yeah that's fascinating um i did think there was something very humorous in this movie about the fact that it's called eternals and they die faster than like like the avengers do like i was very surprised at the attrition rate that there was in this movie Right, right right That's why, are they going to introduce like the machine or the world machine or that's the world forge now? Or, you know, are, do they find the world forge and Ajax and Gilgamesh are rebooted, you know, or. I felt like they were, when, when they give her like the vision of that forge and they show like all of the eternals that air and husk yeah yeah and then they showed like all the memories that were being stored Mm -hmm. i feel like it is set up that anybody who died in this movie they can just create a a new copy of them and download the memories into them and bring them back i felt like that was seeded as a possibility for sure in this movie that's how we get thanos again he's coming back there you go, Thanos. So, but is he's not coming back. Him and Eros are not Eternals, though, right? Uh, well, in the MCU, Star Fox is, and we have no idea. And that's that's what's great. I didn't think they would make Star Fox Thanos's brother in the ends in the MCU, but they did. Do we so know I'm he's interesting? Is Star Fox for sure an Eternal though? I assume so because he's wearing the same costume. See, yeah, that's what I was trying to figure out. Because I mean, he's so, described as being from Titan, though, not being from Olympia. Right. So, I don't want to spoil you though if you're not caught up. Gillen kind of answers this in his latest Eternals comic, but I don't okay. want to spoil you if you're. I mean, not I don't care. It's fine. Mentor and Zerus have this argument about whether Eternals aren't supposed to reproduce. Right. And uh, Zerus kind of expels or whatever and sends Mentor to Titan uh, with Suizen or whatever her name is um, for his project because Mentor thinks the Eternals should have the right to reproduce or whatever. And so they do. And that's how Thanos is born. That's why he looks different than the other Deviants. So he's a pseudo-Deviant now which is really interesting, which is how they could probably also do that in the MCU. Okay. Does that I mean, make sense? So I this mean, is a lot more nuanced than what, yeah. I, what, I, what I said. But. This is a really stupid little plot point, but so I got the sense though that they're kind of synthesoid bodies, these guys. So you tell me these people live for 7,000 years on Earth? And they never cut themselves bad enough to go like, 
Oh, geez, our parts are different inside. I don't know. Yeah, who's, yeah maybe. Who knows? You know. Every time they started maybe, to Ajax, just like there, did the healing right, thing, like, nope, know. don't pay attention to this. Never I mean, mind. it's totally possible because she did that real early on, and maybe yeah. that was the subtext that was supposed to be taken from it, except I didn't think about it until you mentioned it right now. But as we saw, you know, Ersham has infinite Eternals bodies out there. You know, so it makes sense that there was a whole civilization on Titan because yeah. um, they were on Earth 7,000 years and that wasn't their first mission. So. Yeah. So who else would you, I mean, what should we expect for Eternals 2? I, I would Galactus. think... Galactus and Silver Surfer, that's the only thing. If not, 2% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, I was thinking, I think the Living Tribunal would make a lot of sense. Like he talks about them going for judgment. The idea that the living tribunal would sort of be the judge Is of them. Celestial? Tweet it, man. That might go viral. Um, I also, you know, you mentioned Mentor. There is like the Titan Eternals. And then there's also, I forget, they're like the Northern Eternals or something like that. They're like right. Eternals that like are more like Norse gods, but not the Norse mythology. I mean, I, I think that's maybe some of the direction they would go with introducing new ones. Right. But. And that's super what, uh, again, that's exactly what Gillen's run focuses on too, is the different sects or whatever of the Eternals. Now there's kind of multiple prime Eternals or there's a leader of each tribe or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, so it makes sense. I mean, it, it would be amazing if Eternals 2 was Eros taking them back to Titan or something. Well, Titan's destroyed now. But wherever they went after Titan and seeing Mentor and seeing, um, you know, obviously we would probably get a Thanos flashback or something. Um, but the MCU ha- hardly has cosmic stuff, man. What cosmic stuff they do have, they've nerfed quite a bit. No, I'm I'm excited for them. I think I think this is good. I'm really hoping that the Whitman Black Knight stuff just jumps off into like the horror blade direction. And like because I, I the next movie so bad, if the next movie is like we're out in outer space with the living tribunal and the silver surfer, and they're like cut back to Earth. And and Whitman is playing with a sword in England. No, 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 no. Do not do that to me. Like, let him do his own thing and his own vibe, you know? It makes sense because, you know, the Ebony Blade curses you. Why wouldn't Black Knight? I mean, there is some connections between Black Knight and Blade in the comics. I mean, they're both English vigilantes. But, you know, what I would love to see... You don't get Kent Harrington on board for one movie, is the thing, for that small a role. Um, yeah. even though he probably got one of the biggest paychecks out of anyone on the movie. Um, speaking of big paycheck, small roles, I wish Angelina Jolie was in it more. I love seeing his character. Um, but we'll say, I mean, I would not be, I'm not surprised that I wouldn't be surprised if Black Knight is in the Midnight Suns or whatever they want to do. I don't, they can't call Marvel Knights, obviously. Um, but whatever they do for not even adult oriented stuff, but horror stuff, I, they're going to get yeah. there eventually. Right. I mean, they've got to, they'll probably do man thing. Eventually they'll, they'll get back to this stuff. They're doing ghost rider, you know, that's been reported that they're doing a ghost rider series yeah. or it's been, 
friends have reported it so we can might as well say reported right instead of yeah um so so we'll see you know there's there's a lot of moving pieces and they delayed stuff so did they bite off more they could chew is yeah the question yeah that's interesting i also love that they um (laughs) they made sprite human because the whole time in the movie i was like that actress is going to grow up and that's going to be a problem. (laughs) And that's the thing. Like, look at the red carpet. It's like, holy cow, she is growing. Yeah. So, I mean, what, you know, that, that makes sense. She could still have powers, you know, we just don't, I mean, that would just be like the easiest way to say, Oh, she's human now. She just doesn't live forever. Yeah. I did feel like they did a pretty good job of, cause in the comics, the Eternals all kind of do the same thing. Yeah. And so I I enjoyed that they were 10 distinct characters with 10 distinct power sets. And I felt like they got us into those and made them like make visual sense. I I felt like all of that was very concise and something that could have been confusing and drawn out, you know? No, I I like that too. Even if it meant Kingo having literal finger guns. You know, um, Gilgamesh's powers were awesome. Um, yeah, I like that. Makar, they only had the one scene, and it wasn't that long. We saw it in the TV spots. How about the Makari fast running? Uh, yeah, I mean, except for all the beach stuff of her and Icarus. Right. Oh, yeah, true. True. Okay. It's funny because I, I was thinking for a sweet dreams moment or something, you know? Uh, I was thinking like, Oh geez, this is uh, this is like what Superman versus the Flash should be like if DC knew what they were doing. Instead of cutting to black. Yeah. So, yeah, I liked it so much more, and maybe it was just because my expectations were rock bottom. I'm not sure. It's probably a middle of the pack movie for me. I'm gonna go back probably on five dollar Tuesday. Um, and said through it again. Both of the the post credits excited me through the roof. Um, I didn't know what the second one was, or yeah. I didn't know whose the voice was. I thought it would be Nathan Garrett or something. Um, but then I heard, I'm like, that's Mahershala Ali. And then you search it, and it's Chloe Zhao already confirmed it. Yeah, which is crazy. I, I think I'm I'm really interested. I don't feel like this is going to be super rewatchable. I feel like it's going to be like Endgame. I enjoy Endgame, but. I hate rewatching Endgame. <laughs> rewatching Endgame is a lot of work. Like, and I, I feel like this movie may be a little bit of that. Where I'm sure I'm just not going to sign up for too many. Like, oh, let's watch the sunset while they give villagers, you know, knives. It's just, yeah. With the, I mean, but look at with the except they've set up technically. If we want to you know, talk about Black Panther level world building this year, they've set up two, two movies I've done that you could say Eternals probably did double of either of those movies, you know, and that just keeps fleshing out. So now it's off to the races, you know, consider the movie in the black now and all it's just going to keep on, you know, it's just off to the races and and they can go whichever way without any exposition. You know, I, I do think this movie was probably hurt by the way everything got shuffled just in that um in the original plan this would have been the first one after black widow and mm-hmm. i think i just love shang chi so much that 
if if I had not seen Shang-Chi before this, I probably would have liked it a little more. But I was like, oh, this was this was fine, but it wasn't as, you know, like Shang-Chi is just for me a couple levels above, you know, this or Black Widow. So I may like this more than Shang-Chi. Certainly like it more than Black Widow, I'll tell you how much. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Shang-Chi and this are, are pretty close. And we'll we'll see about Spider-Man, man. I'm not sure if coming back to Twitter was a good choice for you or not, because it's it's getting crazy out there about No Way Home stuff. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see, man. I, I, I would love your take we're running up on time here but you're good next week or maybe when when rihanna's back we, we can talk about marketing i think i'm they're almost at a month man i'm so, telling people said it's ridiculous i'm not sure we ever get a second trailer for this i think we do okay i don't think we see it online until thanksgiving okay gut feeling i, I tweeted this gut feeling so we'll we'll see It'll be under a month to go, though. Yeah, but this is—I mean, it doesn't. This it, is it the new world, it, you know. It, yeah, right. It has the one trailer, and that's we've noticed uh, streaming. I mean, Netflix releases trailers the week before. Yeah, you know, Marvel Studios is better with that on Disney Plus, but it's nowhere near. And also, like the other day, Lock and Key season two hit. I was like whoa where did this come from like right. you know this is coming out <laughs> right you don't yeah we talk about it. you don't need to prepare to go to the movie theater or whatever and yeah. i mean you kind of know what you're walking into you know movies yeah. don't need the six month promotional period anymore yeah all right cool well um that's the show we're gonna have i assume we're gonna do next week because we're gonna hopefully have cool stuff to talk about with disney plus mm-hmm. day uh, we also need Rhiannon's thoughts on Eternals, and we need to get ready for Hawkeye. And the week after, I'm on vacation, so we'll put one in this week, and then that way we take a break. Uh, thanks for listening to the show. Thanks for supporting us, guys, and we'll uh, see you later.